It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. All right, the biggest thing for me, the Debo injury is huge on this side of the ball. The offense had a rough game against the Packers. They were out of sync. The quarterback was out of sync. Having Debo on the field does a lot of things. He's a Swiss Army knife for this team, right? I also think if you listen to a lot of national media or just I listen to other, like I listen to betting podcasts, I listen to all these different podcasts, they make it seem like the 49ers cannot function without Debo Samuel. Like, Oh my God, they, they can't win a game if Debo doesn't play. And like he's he's a whole offense. Here's what here's what I think happened with, with the Debo situation. The three games that they lost when Debo was out, Trent Williams was also hurt and out. And I think that yes. had a lot to do with it. Not having Trent Williams. Debo. Yeah, agree. Now, where they do struggle when Debo is hurt is when they have a game plan that has a lot to do with Debo and he gets hurt during the game. Correct. No question. They struggle there with that. I mean, no question at all. But if you look at last season when Debo wasn't there, the offense did pretty well in those games. So it was, well, one was a Thursday night against game against Seattle. That's tough. Yeah. You know, Thursday, Birdie was hurt. It was 21 to 13. Mm-hmm. They won. But then they won 37 to 20 against Washington. And they had yep. to come back against the Raiders to put up 37 points in that game. Yep. So the two games that weren't Thursday night games, that they didn't have him, they scored a combined 74 points. So they have done it in the past. It's not like if they if they go into this game and they know they don't have Debo, oh my God, they can't play. They still have Ayuk, they still have Kittle, they still have McCaffrey, they still have all these players. Mm-hmm. What I think throws them off is not having Debo. It's game planning around Debo and then having him taken out. For whatever reason, Kyle seems to have a hard time adjusting to that. Maybe Purdy too. But yeah. I do want to see, obviously, if he's on the field, it's going to help them. The Lions have a phenomenal run defense. They only give up 3.7 yes. yards per carry. Um, and they're second best in the NFL, I believe, in, in rush yards allowed. So they they go into the games going, we know we can stop the run. We also know we can't really cover. <laughs> so I think yes. if the Niners are going to run, they're going to have to get creative, and, and Debo will help with that if he's in. But yeah. this is a Brock Purdy game. This yeah. is a Brandon Ayuk game. Yeah. I feel like this is a game where we're going to look up and Brandon Ayuk's going to have seven catches for 120 yards. I feel like it's going to be that kind of game. I hope that Kyle does not get away from McCaffrey because he's still got to feed your man. But this Lions defense is not good at defending the pass, not good at all. They do hit you, but that's after you catch the ball and run 20 yards. So I feel like it's going to be a bounce back game for Purdy. If he's on, you're going to see him throw for a lot of yards. You're going to see Ayuk have a big game, and you're going to see the Niners put up a lot of points to the air, I think. Yeah, you know, and I, I again, something that I tweeted out earlier today, let's not let this Debo injury narrative get too wild. Uh, Brock Purdy won three games without Debo. Like you said, last last season, he averaged 31 points a game in, in those three games. And and like you said, I think the biggest issue when Debo goes down is if Debo goes down in the middle of a game versus if Debo is not going to play. Kyle Shanahan is far more adept at game planning around Debo's absence than he is play calling around Debo's absence mm-hmm. mid-game. And honestly, like the perfect example of that is the Juwan Jennings play, right? That was a play designed for Debo. And if Debo was in, right, Brock calls Hezzy, right? Again, based on what the defense gives him, and then the ball goes to Debo. Well, it was Juwan and not Debo, and Kyle forgot to tell Brock, hey, don't call Hezzy on this. Like, we're just running this play regardless. 
you know, and he said it in his, in his press conference. So I, I have no, I have no worries going into the game. If Debo is out, Kyle has game planned to have Debo out. And I imagine he probably has, or at the very least he knows he he's got a Debo game plan and he's got a non Debo game plan. It still blows my mind, by the way, that if Debo goes out, you can't just shift Christian McCaffrey into that role and then, you know, bring Elijah Mitchell and, and, um, <clears throat> and Jordan Mason in uh, as mm-hmm. your runners and, and, and kind of really still use a lot of the same place, but maybe, maybe that's, I, again, I've, I've never played professional football, so that might be a little bit too much on, on McCaffrey's plate, but I'm not concerned if Debo doesn't play in this game, that the 49ers offense is going to look out of whack. I'm really not. Uh, if, and I don't think that Kyle's going to, going to create a Debo heavy game plan, even if Debo does play just because he's banged up. So, um, I'm not concerned about, about that. The, the lions have not allowed a, a rusher to rush for more than 70 yards this season, a single rusher. Um, that is impressive. That's very impressive. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, it's almost as impressive as the streak that the 49ers had, which got broken last week by Aaron Jones, but they went something like 51 games without allowing a, a single 100 yard rusher. And so that really is, you know, a, a irresistible force meets immovable object situation, right? The 49ers and Christian McCaffrey was the rushing champion this season. And he's going against arguably the best run defense in the NFL. Uh, you said they were ranked two. Is that correct? Yeah, I could double check it, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure who's first, but, um, but you know, impressive. Uh, and then you mentioned, you mentioned the pass defense and, and that's, again, I, I think this is where I didn't understand Kyle Shanahan's game plan against green Bay because green Bay wasn't a good, wasn't good defending the run. And so for him to come in and, and not have a game plan built around the run just felt weird. If Kyle Shanahan comes out on Sunday and the game plan is pass heavy, that makes sense to me. It makes sense to me because that's where Detroit is vulnerable. But the interesting thing is Detroit is vulnerable on the outside. Uh, David Lombardi tweeted out that, uh, the passer rating that Lions outside corners have allowed uh, is uh, Kendall Vildor is 140.6 and Cam Sutton is 122.0. Now, Brian Branch, their rookie safety slash nickel, who is incredible, has, uh, you know, he his passer rating allowed is 86.8. So significantly, significantly better. The 49ers live in the middle of the field. They don't live on the outside, but the outside is where they're going to need to attack against this Lions defense. And it'll be interesting to me to see what that looks like uh, in terms of, of the pass game. Because again, you know, they, they want to attack the middle of the field. They want to attack your linebackers, right? Uh, but if if they're coming out and and Branch is playing nickel, then 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 you're you, the middle of the field is probably kind of erased for you. So uh, that's really where I think the biggest, uh, you know, the, the biggest chess match is going to be is where does Kyle Shanahan attack if Branch is on the field? And are we going to see more vertical routes on the outside and things like that to Ayuk? 
because that's where Detroit is most vulnerable. And so again, this is just playoff football, right? It's, it is matchup based in, in the playoffs. And that's the other thing is this lion's defense. Isn't great. If you look at their rankings or anything like that, but the Packers defense wasn't either. And, and Mm -hmm. we've got to get away from this idea that like, Hey, this defense was kind of garbage in the, in the regular season. So they're going to be easy. And it's the postseason, man. Nothing is easy. Nothing, nothing is easy. And so regardless of, of how the lions played in, in the regular season, they won their first playoff game against the Rams. They, they bottled up a very, very impressive and potent Rams offense on defense. You know, they, they wrapped them. They, they, they held them to, uh, what was it? 20, 23, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was uh, again, a, a Rams defense that put up, I believe over 30 against the Ravens in Baltimore uh, back in, in, in December. So, uh, whether or not this Lions defense was was one of the best in the uh, during the regular season doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. It's matchup based, and where the Lions are strongest on defense is where the 49ers are strongest on offense, and that's defending the run. And the 49ers are are, are strong at, at at crafting a run game, mm-hmm. and so it's going to come down to whether or not the Lions defense can stop Brock Purdy and the passing game. And I don't, I don't know that they can. Now, if Brock comes out and plays like he did against green Bay, it's not going to be great. Right. But it's not going to be raining. Uh, He's got a game under his belt, knock the rust off, led that, led that game winning drive, like has that in his back pocket. And so, you know, I, I think, like you said, I think it's going to be a, a, a Brock Purdy game, a Brock Purdy, Brandon, Ayuk, George Kittle game. And if Debo plays, you know, I, I think Debo is going to be involved in the passing game. I don't know how much he's going to be involved in the run game. You know, we might be seeing a bunch of tunnel screens and things like that, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, it, it, if the 49ers win this game, it's going to be on the back or the arm of, of their second year quarterback. So Lions are second at 1509 allowed rushing yards. The Bears are actually first. Okay. And the Lions yards per attempt, uh, 3.7 is third. And the Texans and the Patriots are the only teams that are better at yards per attempt running against. So yeah, it's gonna be a challenge if the Niners are are, are gonna are gonna run the ball consistently against them. The other bounce back person or guy, whatever you want to say in this game, Kyle Shanahan. He yep. didn't have a good game last week. He, he did didn't. Not. So I'm interested to see, like you said, how he's going to come out and attack this week. I'm interested to see what the game plan is going to be this week, how aggressive he's going to be. Is he going to come out, throw come out throwing? Is he going to take shots? Cause it was wet last week. You know, you're not, it, it does hurt your downfield passing game for sure. Regardless of who you are, when you're playing in the rain, the ball is slippery and everything else. Really, really want to see what Kyle's going to come out like and how aggressive he's going to be. Is he going to be conservative Kyle? Is he going to be aggressive Kyle? What is the game plan going to look like? It's just, there's so much in this game that interests me. And even, you know, I think if the Lions were playing any other team, I would really be rooting for the Lions. Like I'd really be. Oh, for sure. Team. For With sure. Dan Campbell and the underdog story. And it's, they've just been so much fun this year to watch. And, and how can you not root for Dan Campbell? So, but not this weekend. <laughs> this weekend I no. won't be rooting for Dan Campbell. But, you know, listen, man, I, I feel, I still feel good. I still feel like the Niners are the better team. Um, You know, we've seen Detroit. You know, they went against the Ravens. They got destroyed. We've seen them lay some eggs here and there. So mm-hmm. 
to me, they have to score. I, I don't think it's going to be a game at all where they're going to hold Detroit down 10 points or 13 points. Detroit's going to yeah. be in the 20s. Yeah. So can the Niners outscore them? I think they can. I'm going to say, Brian, it's going to be 34 to 24, 27 in that range. 